As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello again, Broncos country. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on another episode of the Orange Weekly pre-game podcast. Guys, we have a really, really great show for you today. Uh, Today we have a special guest along with me and Dave. We have a special guest, Joe, from the San Francisco 49ers podcast, Bully Ball. Joe, how are you feeling today? Doing good. You know, we had Thursday night football today. Pretty good game. You know, I wasn't expecting much, but, you know, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, as as we all are, and and Joe, we're, we're going to get into it with you and uh, talk about this San Francisco 49ers vaunted defense. And uh, tell us a little bit about Bully Ball and uh, what how you started it and where they can find you. Yeah, so it's a Bully Ball. It's our podcast. You know, pretty new. We started it, I believe, in February of this year. Um, you know, 49er fans for life. Um, been been with the team through all the struggles, down years, and. You know, we just wanted to start talking about them. So started yeah. it up. It's me and my brother. Uh, we we bring on some awesome, you know, pro players to give interviews. Uh, we do a lot of cool stuff over there. Very cool. That's Very awesome. Cool. That's really yeah. cool that you got us some pro players. Um, David, how are you feeling today? Oh, man, Jared, it's great. Great day. It's fall weather here in Colorado. I don't know about where you guys are, but it's finally cooled down a little bit here. Um, got a big game coming this weekend, Broncos and 49ers in prime time. You can't hate that. A lot of good things coming up, Jared. Absolutely. As we get ready for that Sunday night matchup, uh, two very good defenses going up against each other. And, um, one with a quarterback who's yet to get going and another one with a backup quarterback who used to be the starter, but is now the starter again because the backup's down. Anyways, there's a whole lot to talk about today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. All right, welcome back. And before we get into the show, I want to tell you guys, if you guys are going to listen to us, if you're going to listen to Joe and his podcast, Bully Ball, from, for, for his San Francisco 49ers fan cast, I, I love to listen to my podcast wearing Raycon wireless earbuds. Why do I like wear, uh, listening with Raycon wireless earbuds, David? Well, I'll tell you, Jared, I think it has something to do with the fully customizable gel tips that get inserted into your ear and they feel like a cushion, like a cloud in there. Like a cloud and Mm. they don't budge once you put them in. It is absolutely amazing. Not only that, David, but you know, they got eight hours of playtime with 32 hour battery life. So it's they're they're. 
perfect for when you need to go on those long trips or you need to listen to one of our podcasts. There's a couple really big things we touched on. The customizable sound profiles, those earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode, and it's over half the price of those other premium audio brands. So this is what I need you guys to do. I need you guys to go to buyraycon.com today and use the code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's promo code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TPPN15. PN15. All right. Let's talk football. Sunday night primetime game. First of all, I got I gotta get your input on this, Joe. How you feeling about Jimmy G right now? Man, you know, we weren't expecting to see Jimmy G play this year, but when you when you run your quarterback like a fullback, you're probably gonna see the backup quarterback in the game pretty soon. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You hate seeing Trey Lance go down uh, the way that he did, um, but there's a lot of worse backups out there. So you guys still have a great chance here. I mean, what did you think when you guys signed Jimmy? Well, I mean, decided not to trade Jimmy G when it was announced that they were keeping Jimmy G. Did that? I mean, it felt weird at the time. Like you, you're totally like you're totally committed to Trey Lance. You're giving over the keys, all that. You're doing it, and then. You keep him. And then you've got like the guy who took you to the playoffs a bunch of times there, like messing with your locker room chemistry. If the if things don't go right with the with the new guy right away. And, you know, I, but, you know, now, of course, it seems like a great idea. What do you what do you what do you what are you feeling? Yeah, it seemed like a great idea. Um, our fan base is in shambles right now with mm. <laughs> with all this that's happening. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been a, a very weird off season with all of this going on. Um, you know, Jimmy G probably would have been traded had he not needed that shoulder surgery. Um, mm. I believe it was the commanders. They were ready to pull the trigger on Jimmy G, but needed shoulder surgery. Um, now it looks like it's paying off for the 49ers that he's on the team. Um, kind of, you kind of feel like Kyle Shanahan was a little reckless with Trey Lance mm. just because he knew, Hey, I have a guy that I'm very comfortable with behind him. So maybe he used him a little different than he would have with Jimmy G not on the team, mm. but that's speculation. So yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, now what do you, let's, let's talk. And Um, I think we'll just go through, let's go through the entire San Francisco offense versus Denver defense. Yeah. First. I like that. Cause we're kind of segueing into that already. Um, so what do you think that Jimmy G brings to the table um, that maybe Trey Lance didn't and, you know, vice versa. What, what do you think that maybe are his weaknesses that some of Trey Lance strengths were? Yeah. So literally you have two polar opposites at quarterback, right? Jimmy G, you know, timing passes and accuracy. Mm. Um, he's going to get the ball out quick. And he's going to hit slants and short screens efficiently. Um, you make him have to push the ball down the field. And that's where you're going to get him to make a mistake. Mm. Um, and that's kind of the opposite with Trey Lance. He could push the ball down the field. But you need a four-yard out route. It, it might not get there. You know, 50, it might not be ball. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, obviously, running the ball. Um as you guys saw, Trey Lance was running the ball quite a lot. Um, Jimmy G can't move like that. So that whole aspect of the game changes. Sure. 
Okay. Yeah, kind of going from cheetah to gazelle is kind yeah. of the, yeah. the <laughs> kind well, of but, a long stride. He'll get once he gets going. I'm sure he's fast, but it takes a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now let's let's talk about running the ball a little bit. Um, you know, you had Elijah Mitchell go down. Um, either it was early in the preseason or in the season, right? I can't which one. Uh, week it? one. Week one. And who was the end? You had another running back get injured, right? Yeah, so right now Jeff Wilson Jr. is the mm. starting back. His backup, Ty Davis Price, uh, he's a rookie. He has a high ankle sprain, so he's out Oof. for four weeks. All right. What I'm hearing is uh, we should expect a heavy dose of Debo Samuel from the backfield. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you guys like running Debo on the like uh, the outside zones and like this the the run cut taking the crossers like th- that kind of stuff, right? You guys don't like to put him up the middle. Yeah. Um, Debo Samuel is the best running back on the 49ers. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, behind Jeff Wilson Jr., you have Jordan Mason. He's an undrafted back this year. Um, very unproven guy. So he may get a couple carries. Um, we saw Ty Davis price get 14 carries last week behind, uh, Jeff Wilson who had 18. So, you know, there's going to be a ton of carries to go around. And no, nobody really to carry the rock. So mm, it's going to okay. be interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So as we play this, David, I think I think you know where I'm going with this. This kind of plays into uh, what what our strengths are on the outside, the outside edge rushers, yeah. um, our our nickel corners, our nickel backs, and it and it, it's good that they don't have anybody to run up the middle with our lack of inside linebackers, right? <sighs> All right. Well, what I will <laughs> what I will say to that instead is. Um, first of all, <laughs> Josie Jewell is coming back. It looks like this this game. It sounds like Josie Jewell actually is going to play. So the Broncos get one starter back. Uh, Jonas Griffith. I'd love to be able to tell you how PFF graded uh, Jonas Griffith these last couple of weeks. I cannot because of some technical issues. Um, I think he played well. Um, but well, uh, you know, I think, I think Singletary played a, much better this last game. He was in a lot of plays that I was like, man, it's nice to have him. Fair enough. Um, anyway, but you're right, Jared. I think it's going to be a good test of our outside, you know, our edge rushers, um, to set the edge on rundowns with Chubb and with Gregory and with our, you know, our cornerbacks to tackle in the open field. Um, you know, if they can, if, cause just like you said, uh, Joe, we're, if we get those, Goes those screens going from Jimmy G out, out to the edges. You're going to have to have a cornerback or a defensive back out there on the perimeter tackle initially, or those screens can go for a long way. Definitely. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple things. Uh, yeah, Josie Jewell was limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, not sure about today, and I, I we still don't know the status of Pat Sertan, uh, DJ Jones, or Draymond Jones. Um, I do have some I, updates I, for you there as far as they go. Uh, I, I, now, I, I believe, uh, yeah, all three of them practiced, I- including Pat Sertan today. Uh, oh, good. Pat and limited was, stature. Li- right? Yes, was limited. Uh, the only, you know, the only kind of big big name starter who we've lost this season who didn't practice today was Jerry Judy. Still considered day-to-day. Um, but I, at this point, I would be surprised if he plays in this game. Uh, but we'll get to Jerry Judy. That's, we'll, we'll get back, we'll get yeah, to the Broncos we'll, offense. Um, yeah, we'll get there in a minute. Uh, Pat Sertan coming back will be huge on those screens, and I think we need Pat Sertan to cover guys like Debo Samuel, um, even if he's if he's playing running back or if he's out out, out at the wide. But uh, let's pr- talk about uh, uh, Brendan Ayuk too. He's just, a, he's a yeah. guy that will absolutely destroy you if you let him. If you if you can kind of keep him keep him engaged and keep him covered, he'll he'll go for like four or five catches. But 
What do you think, Joe? Like, how do you feel about your wide receiver core right now? Yeah, I mean, the 49ers have great receivers. They just haven't had somebody that can get them the ball consistently. Um, Mm. And Jimmy G kind of brings more of that, but he doesn't play to the strengths of Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is good at beating man coverage and getting deep. Mm. And, you know, that's just not what Jimmy G's good at. Um, Not as much of a yak guy. Yeah, he's more of, you know, beating man coverage, single coverage, finding mm. the soft zone, things like that. Mm. Um, but I would look um, at the 49ers to finally have the slot receiver play a lot more in this game. Um, they have a couple guys that rotate in there, but they they really are going to like the matchup with um, Kawan Williams, who was obviously a former 49er. Right. Um, yeah. they, they know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. Expect them to try to go after him a little bit. Okay. Interesting. Good call. Yeah. Um, so ahead, here, here's a question too on that side. Uh, George Kittle, is he, you think he's going to be ready to go? He's still listed as questionable, but it looks like he was back in practice. Yeah. So he was a game time decision uh, last week and they decided to hold him out for this week. He's been limited both days this week, but he's, he's good to go barring a setback. Okay. So that's another huge thing that we got to worry about. Talk about one of the top tight ends in the league. Um, he's, he's a guy that could definitely make you pay, especially um, since Jimmy G really does like to rely on him a lot. They, you know, uh, those underneath routes that go for, you know, six yards in the air to George Kittle end up being 25 yard gains just cause you know, that's going to, it's, it's just another game where the Broncos tackling is going to be crucial, crucial in the secondary from ev- on every player. Yeah, definitely. Luckily that's our, that's our strength. Our secondary so is kind far. Of our strength right now. So the so tackling far. is going to be good. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, Okay, so we went down the line. Is there anybody uh, on the offensive line? Obviously, Trent Williams, one of the best tackles in the game, uh, uh, playing out there. And, uh, you know, I gotta tell how, you, how do you feel about your offensive line, Joe? Yeah, because yeah. I, I think this could be one of the sneaky matchups. If Denver wins this matchup, it could be one of the reasons they win. There's, I think, I think the interior of that offensive line for San Francisco. Yeah, so definitely. So your left guard, you have second-year player Aaron Banks. Um mm-hmm. He couldn't beat out anybody last year to play on that line. So, you know, kind of was a question mark coming into the season. Uh, center, you have Jake Brendel. He's a, I think he's a 10-year vet. This is his first year starting in the NFL. Wow. Um, and then right guard, you have rookie, I believe, fourth-round pick, fourth or sixth, um, Spencer Burford. Hmm. And so very, very unproven Um low experience interior O-line. They've played very well the first two games, though. Um, They've graded out very well. Your big weakness is veteran Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. Mm. Coming back from a torn quad last season, and, you know, he gets beat, and he gets beat often at right tackle. So, you know, you put the speed rusher out there, um, you're going to burn right past him. That could be Randy Gregory's matchup all day. Yep, yep, that's a huge Randy Gregory. And he was a first-round pick uh, mm-hmm. out of Notre Dame for you guys back in 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah, coming off the injury. That's interesting. Yeah, I think, uh, who was it, Bur- Burford. Uh, mm-hmm. University of Texas, San Antonio in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line. So San Antonio. He, okay. Yeah, so he's playing kind of more of a spread-type league down there. And, uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting. But I guess he's playing pretty well uh, on the interior, which is good. But... You know, it's not like he's coming from a big time, big time team. 
True. And what do you think of the matchup with another 40, former 49er, DJ Jones, who has been a really good signing for Denver so far this offseason? Yeah, DJ Jones is an awesome player, man. I, I was sad when he left. Um, that is one thing I've noticed with this uh, interior O-line is they've struggled just anchoring at the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. You know, some rundowns, you see the center or maybe a guard blasted back into the backfield like three or four yards and it just blows up the play so Mm. if you can get that interior rush going you can kind of shut down the 49ers run offense okay yeah this works really well for that three and a half gap defense right david yeah you know i i call it the seven and a half gap defense jared i'm actually i'm I'm patenting patenting it this one you've got one defensive lineman he plays all of the gaps all the gaps and that way man you can you you could be patrick mahomes you're not going to pass if you drop the drop in 10 every down jared it's not going to happen david for defensive coordinator for any team out there i am available give me a call i will work the college ranks but i need i need power five I'm going power five at least. <laughs> if it's not, don't, gotta, don't pick up the phone. Yeah, I'm make, yeah, not going to UTSA, huh? No, not, no, no. no. <laughs> U- University of Texas, San Antonio, do not call me. You will not be your <laughs> All right, guys, let's go around. We went through the whole offensive uh, 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 depth chart for San Francisco and our defense depth chart. What is our matchup we're looking for? I'm going to start with you, Joe. What's the, what's the matchup going into this game that you're really like, man, if we win this one, we win the game? You know, I got to say – uh jimmy g against the dbs you know you got a guy he just got a playbook two weeks ago he just completed his rehab in july you know if you can force this guy to throw 30 to 40 times this game i don't know what to expect so i'm looking forward to seeing just that matchup very cool right david what you think I'm, you know, it's going to carry off of that just a little bit, because if you're seeing Jimmy G throw 30 to 40 times, it's because you shut down the 49ers run game. So that's what I'm going to be looking at, that interior defensive line of Denver, Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, Deshaun Williams against that interior offensive line of San Francisco. Um, And I think if you shut down what they want to do inside first, I think the Broncos have really done a good job of setting the edge and not letting outside runs really really hurt them this season so i think if you can stretch out the 49ers horizontally in the run game and then make them try to pass the ball more it's going to start with that interior uh, defensive line that's what i'm going to be looking at jared perfect i'm going to take a little bit of a playbook out of yours david i I, we kind of talked about a little bit but randy gregory versus mike mcglinchey Mm -hmm. i think and and even on the other side right you got bradley chubb uh versus trent williams which is going to be a very difficult one because trent williams is still one of the best uh tackles in league but those are the guys that are going to set that edge those are the guys that are going to be able to make them bounce back inside to where we are. And if they can get up field fast enough, I think that's going to be the game changer. Um, Randy Gregory, who had just an amazing game last week, he mm-hmm. just I think he really was just showing up uh, the way that he used to and, and the way that we wanted to when we pulled him into Denver. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be a big one for me. I want to see if Randy Gregory can get into the backfield and the passing downs. And like 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 Joe said, and I'm kind of going off of what Joe said here, if if. We're talking about Jimmy G, who likes the short stuff, the slants, the stops. We're going to be able to tackle right away. We put him into third and long positions. Then we mm-hmm. then we start having um, our defensive backs take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got a I got a fun fact for you. Um, Randy Gregory is actually the person who hurt Jimmy G in the playoffs last year. Oh no! Jeez. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh no! Well, I'm, yep. I did not know that. 
I've First never... of all, I forgot that the Cowboys made the playoffs. Yeah. Second of all. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't yeah, it's pretty forgettable every time they do make the playoffs because they lose in the first round. So don't yeah. feel bad. I mean, we can't talk. We haven't made the playoffs in five years. So, anyways, let's go over before we go over to the defensive side of the ball for the Broncos. Or sorry, the defensive side of the ball for the 49ers, the offensive side of the ball for the Broncos. I know we're we're talking a lot about Russell Wilson. Um, we got to make sure that you guys know that there's a huge deal going on at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers right now can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings Step Up Same Game Parlays. Right now, for every leg you add and boost your winnings up to 100% without payouts bigger than ever, with payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere other than DraftKings? All right, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See to this episode's show notes for details. Speaking of betting... I think the line is one and a half points for the 49ers right now. Uh, under one and a half for the 49ers in Denver, which is uh, a little difficult. That they're saying that the 49ers are definitely favored, but to win by more than a field goal. But because it's in Denver, it's down to one and a half. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Um, how was was the line different when uh you know before the injury? You know, it was chance. right after the game. The line was favorited for Denver, surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. right three after the half. game, uh, three and a half. And then now yeah. that uh, that they know Jimmy G's, it's now all of a sudden in your favor, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, the 49ers win projection went up as well. So hmm. I, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, obviously, I've never been to Denver personally, but obviously everyone says hard place to play. Um, you know, I think... I think this is one of those games where maybe Russell Wilson gets right. You know, it always seems to be against the 49ers when Russell Wilson <laughs> gets right. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're hoping for, too. No offense. <laughs> we're all, we are hoping for that. That is also um, kind of what we're hoping for, playing against an old division rival, someone who knows that defense well enough to be able to play against it. Um, let's start there. Russell Wilson, um, a little bit of a struggle at the beginning of the season. Uh, not really on the same page as Nathaniel Hackett going into this game. Hopefully we can clean up some of those woes as far as communication issues go and the play calling stuff goes. But, uh, D David, how are you feeling about uh, those Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett kind of uh, miscues? I'll tell you, Jared, it's it's just – I'll tell you why it's more frustrating to me and I think why it's mo more frustrating to Broncos country is because you can see how close they are. And when you look dive into the stats, you can see it a little bit too. They the the Broncos are 19th in points per drive uh, in the league, despite the fact that they haven't scored a touchdown Plus. at all in the, in the red zone, zero red for zone. six. So, yeah. and they're still 19th in points per drive. They are seventh in yards per game in the league with almost 400 yards per game so far. Two defenses in the Texans and the Seahawks, who are not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, this 49ers defense will certainly be the toughest they have faced all season. For sure. 
But, you know, it's definitely one of those things where you see the potential for this offense and you see where there are flashes and where you see the, the, the big plays are already there. And it's just the stuff in between and especially like we've been talking about over and over, finishing those drives that, that it's going to be key. And, you know, statistically, you have to just assume they're going to get better. They're going to regress to the mean and not be this awful all season. But how soon is it going to be and how big of a regression to the mean are we going to see at once? Uh, like Joel said, I you know, I hope it's the get right game for, for Russell Wilson. But I get the feeling like it's going to be a couple more weeks of just grind it out and you're relying on the defense to keep you in games, Jared. I'll take a win if we can score in the red zone, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to score in the red. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many times we're on the five-yard line or in, and we just cannot just finish the game. Like, I'll tell you know. what. I'll go even one step back, back from that. I'll take the goalpost down a notch from there. If they line up in a heavy package in the goal, <laughs> in the red zone, and yeah, run the ball. I was about ball, to say. The only, the only time we saw the heavy package, we were on, like, our own 40-yard line. And I was like, now you want to do it? <laughs> and I feel like they, they gained eight yards. I, uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Well, and then, and then the first time we ran the ball, I think we were in the red zone for, like, three times. And it wasn't yeah. until the third time we finally ran the ball. And we gained, and after like, we and gained, we gained five like, five yards, yards off the run. We needed yeah. six yards. We gained five yards that run, and then they just didn't throw it anymore. And then they tried it's to fine. throw it again. They, yeah, they threw time. it. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So we've got a lot of angst over here. It's a whole <laughs> thing. Um, all right. Let's, let's, let's talk some specific matchups. Who do you – I mean, yes. as far as I'm concerned, this, this San Francisco 49ers, it's not the best, just the best defense the Broncos have played so far. It's like a top five defense in the league so far um what's you know you, you're kind of spoiled for choice here so let me ask you this what's your favorite part of your defense Ooh, that's a tough one you know obviously i could sell out and say the d-line because mm -hmm. that's what the 49ers are known for but i'm gonna go with the the defensive back room you know that was a weakness last year and that was exposed by everybody mm. um 49ers upgrade the room they bring in charvarius ward from the chiefs great player um, they have Emmanuel Mosley, who's an underrated, probably one of the most underrated corners in the NFL. Great cover guy. Um, and then, obviously, Jimmy Ward, who's a Pro Bowl caliber safety. He's out. He's on IR. Mm. And so the safeties looked really, really weak heading into the season. Like Everyone thought that that's where you could expose the 49ers defense. And right now, both safeties are rated in the top five, according to PFF. So Fang has been playing crazy. Yeah, I, he's been playing crazy. Just out of his mind. Ugh. And then Tashawn Gibson, they brought him off the street like a week ago. Yeah. And <laughs> rated top five safety in the league at the moment. So was it, Wasn't I'll, he playing for the Raiders last year? I don't even remember. I believe it was the Bears. I believe Bears. it was on the Bears last okay. year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wow. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The 49ers always seem to coach up that defense, and they can they can play pull guys from anywhere. I like that answer. Now, I've been kind of avoiding this but because it's the part of the defense I'm personally most scared of. But talk to me about that defensive line because it runs like seven deep. Yeah, so I will give you some good news that, you know, is enjoyable for you guys, not for mm. us. Mm. Um, defensive lineman Eric Armstead 
he has a foot issue and he mm. hasn't practiced this week. Mm. And if you're a 49er and you don't practice on Thursday, you usually do not play in the game. So mm. if if Eric Armstead's out, the middle of that uh, defensive line is going to be vulnerable to the run because mm. he's probably the best run defender on the team. Um, gotcha. But yeah, other than that, obviously you have Nick Bosa, all pro caliber player. You know, he's going to get his sacks. You just yeah. got to chip him with a tight end or do something. Um, opposite side, you have Samsung Ebukam. He's a, he's a, you know, above average player against the run and the pass. Um, and then you have Javon Kinlaw, a uh, first round guy, 49ers traded to force Buckner to get him, mm. which man, that was, that was a, a terrible. Harsh. Yeah. That's but, but this is his third year, first year actually starting and playing multiple games. You know, he's had multiple injuries. So, you know, if Eric Armstead's out, it kind of, makes the D-line a little vulnerable to the run. Yeah. Well, and Kinlaw is more of a kind of an interior pass rush guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a huge guy, but he's not great against the run. Mm, okay. Well, here's the good news for you guys, uh, because behind that defensive line, you guys have guys like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw who are yes. going to be able to fill whatever gaps that you need in that interior defensive line. Jared just loves exactly. to talk about the gaps. Um, now, <laughs> I... I'm I am a proponent of your kind of line of thinking in that if Armstead is out, I think Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon could have a game if the Broncos decide to actually just put a hat on a hat and run it inside. Yes. Yeah, we'll see about that. I think and, and Jared, I don't know about you, but I think they really need just in general need to do a better job of setting up the pass with the run because they can For run sure. the ball really efficiently. They have done so all season so far. Yeah, and I think this is one of my concerns when we brought over um, our coach. I, I think the problem is that he's used to just playing in a league where it's just all passing. And and obviously when he was coming out of Green Bay, you had Aaron Rodgers. You could literally – you didn't need to set up the pass for Aaron Rodgers. He would just throw the ball. So you saw in the first game we only ran like I think a total of 15 times. Seven of them were to uh, um, uh, Javante Williams. Um I don't know, man. Like he had 6.1 carries in the first game, five or sorry, yes. 6.1 average yards in mm -hmm. the first game, uh, five yards in the second game. He was averaging five yards per carry. At least we gave him the ball 15 times, but I think a lot of that was towards the end. I, I don't know, man. I think, I think we really need to send it up the middle. I think we need to be running more with them to set up the pass and stop. And again, in the red zone specifically, I think we need to give him the ball uh, because he's a guy that's going to break tackles. If he can get to one level and is one one on one, he'll probably the odds are in his favor that he's probably going to break that tackle and get get a little bit further. So I think this mm. is the game to get Javante going. Now Melvin Gordon will probably use a little bit more for the outside zone um, and try to moving moving the pocket a little bit to open up the pocket for uh, for Russ when we end up setting up the pass. But yeah, we need to we need to set up the pass a little bit more with the run. Definitely. Definitely. Now, when we do pass, um, you know, that Charvarius Ward, like you were talking about, Joel, that's a that's a tricky matchup for Cortland Sutton. I still expect Russ to go there when they're singled up one on one because he has confidence in his arm and in his guy. Uh, but we'll see that they could the 49ers could make him pay for that. Um, what do you it, now? How do you guys think you're going to hold up in coverage if a guy like 
KJ Hamler, who's got, you know, that speed threat, if he's able to go and is, is getting loose in the defensive backfield, do you guys have the, the, the guys to cover him up? Yeah. So our slot corner uh, this year is a rookie, uh, mm-hmm. fifth round pick Samuel Womack. He played well in the preseason, won the job. Um, not, not a fast guy by any means. And then obviously your safeties, Teleno Hufanga and Tashawn Gibson, not fast guys either. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you could really get the play action working and you can slip the guy out deep, yeah, you can you can expose the 49ers defensive backfield for sure. Interesting. Okay. That that's right. great with the idea that KJ Hamler might be coming back. Yes. It looks now like we he's, might be getting KJ Hamler back. Right. He's practiced uh limited, but practiced two days in a row this week. Same same as Josie Jewell. So it's there's a decent shot that both of those guys will go. Like we said earlier, uh Jerry Judy has not practiced yet this week in any fashion. Um, so I would say that he is probably not going to be suiting up. And you will see uh, probably Tyree Cleveland and maybe a couple of snaps from Montreal, Washington. We saw one goal line fade for, for Montreal, Washington that was a, a couple inches away, but maybe see a little bit more of him this week. Yeah, I'll be interested to see him get get him going on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. But, mm-hmm. you know, in special teams, he's doing a really good job. Uh, he's comparatively close. the last yeah. couple of years. He's yeah, he's one or two. He's one or two guys away from breaking off, uh, breaking off a, a big run. So. Um, all right, let's talk about, uh, we talked about your guys' uh, interior linebackers and your defensive line. How are they about covering the tight end? Oh, you know, the 49ers linebackers, probably the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. So, you know, it's going to be scheme stuff. You're going to have to scheme the tight ends open if you really want them to have an impact on the game. Um, but like I said, the 49ers play aggressive against the run. So if if you guys are running the ball with success, they they bite hard on the play action, mm-hmm. um, especially you know the linebackers, but especially the safeties. Teleno Hufanga has playing been playing insane this year, but he is super aggressive against the run, and um, that's kind of what exposes him. Do they play him in the box a lot? Do they play him more as like a? They play him in the box a lot. Yeah, he. Um, so he was never really known for his coverage skills. Mm. Um, Jimmy Ward was our coverage safety. And when he went out, they have these two guys kind of rotating. One will come down, one will stay back, you know, just kind of rotating them. Um, neither are really good as a deep safety, but the pass rush kind of helps them. Mm, sure. That makes sense. So don't don't expect a lot from Alberto or Eric Sobert is what I'm hearing today. I mean, um, Alberto needs to work on some dropsies before I expect anything out of him anyway. At this point, that's right. I said it. Um, wow. Yeah, you heard it here first. You went there. Yeah. Um, now, Jared, let's let's talk. We have to address it a first little. First of all, bit. no one heard it here first. They watched the game, David. It's not <laughs> yeah, like you're right. no. this yeah, isn't, yeah, no, this isn't nobody... like people listening being like, "Oh my god, he can't catch!" Like he dropped balls. Like, like nobody, they, nobody's they saying that. David. They saw it there. <laughs> they need to hear it here. That's why. Oh, they had to hear. Somebody had yeah. to say it. Is that what somebody you're saying? Somebody had to say it, and I'm going to be the one. Um, now, somebody has to say <laughs> this too, and we have to address it because it's part of the Broncos' narrative right now. The offensive coaching staff and the head coach specifically, we've just, you know, that's one area where we've just got to see improvement. Like, the you know, they've had two regular season weeks to look like it's preseason, even though it's not preseason. And they've got to get the play calls in on time. 
they gotta have z- like zero delay give game penalties would be nice. I'm not gonna like I it, what 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 are you putting the over under on delay of game penalties and false starts for the Broncos? I'll, I'll go I'll go over too. But here's here's my problem, David. Is and and we're we're gonna get into this right now. This is happening. Right now. It's um, happening. Sorry, Joel. If you think if you think it is all on Nathaniel Hackett, even though he took the full blame, and I respect the man for it. Yeah. If you think the full blame on the delay of game penalties on Nathaniel Hackett, you are living in a dreamland. No, no. I and I fully I, I will say I, I do believe that Russell Wilson has a portion of the blame to bear there. Um whether you know, whether it's just kind of trying to set up each play perfectly at the line of scrimmage, whether it's you know not rushing his, be, not rushing the guys on the line, right. not get, when they get there he still has ten seconds and somehow we get a delay a game penalty. It's no, but I it's gotta it. be it's gotta be faster on both ends, I think. hundred percent. Yeah. And and I think I again I I don't think people are kind of the, the you're right, it's a narrative right now that Nathaniel Hackett can't don't get me wrong, there were some play calls. The the jet sweep to Andrew Beck was the worst play call I think I've ever seen. I think there was an option at one point that I saw running with Russell Wilson. Don't know what they were doing there. Um and, or was it was it Beck that was running the option? Whatever it was. It, weird play calls, don't know what they were doing. However, um, I think a lot of this is just communication with a new coach and a new quarterback. And yeah. and not only new coach, new quarterback, new uh, verbiage for both of them, new verbiage for the, the offensive line, for the running backs. I think the verbiage and the communication piece is what's really causing this. If you watch some of those games, you go back on it, Russell Wilson calling audibles on the line. You see him having to say it like eight or nine times, mm-hmm. right? You know, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, guys like that, uh, 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 they, they only have to call it once. One on one, once and twice on one side, once or twice on the other. Everyone nods and says, "Good to go," and we go. And you see Russell Wilson out there trying to like whisper sweet nothings into everyone's ears about like his long walks on the beach with Sierra. Like I don't think that I don't think that they're just on the same page with their uh, with, with their play calls and with the verbology. And I, I think eventually it'll come. Yeah. I just I just wish it was faster. <laughs> I, just, I wish it was here, but I, I, I will agree. say I think, I think I think we take no delay game penalties on purpose, like not on purpose, but as a as a statement. But we take stupid timeouts that we don't need to take. Okay, interesting. Um, uh, Joe, do you foresee any coaching miscues or just baffling things from from the 49ers or do you guys have that pretty much sorted out? Yeah. So in week one against the Bears. Uh, Look terrible. You know, the 49ers beat themselves. Um, a lot of dumb penalties. You know, they'd have a guy wrapped up in the backfield for on third down mm. and then uh, grab a face mask and then automatic first down. You know, dumb things like that um, led to a lot of broken plays. And that's what made the 49ers lose the game. Um, but they cleaned all of that up. I think they had one, it was either one or zero penalties last week. Um, played a clean game um yeah so you know on defense uh the 49ers have D'Amico Ryans as the D coordinator he's supposed to be the Vikings head coach right now decided (laughs) to stay with the 49ers Mm -hmm. um you know I expect that defense to play a clean clean game all around Mm. if you get any miscues it's gonna be you know, with Jimmy G back in the game, mm. kind of getting on the same page with everybody. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Jared. Um, we talked one offense. penalty for 26. Was it a pass interference? 26 M- yards. It must yeah. have been if it was. So it, it was an interception, but um, 
you know, he he kind of hit DK Metcalf's helmet a little bit. It was a little mm. ticky tack call of a play call, but um, yeah, one penalty. It was an interception though on that play. And those big yeah, receivers. I'm, I'm looking the at loudest. these stats. If 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 San Francisco can have one penalty against us, we are screwed. Just don't. I don't want to talk about it. I really. I, I, I'm, I I'm looking at. I'm looking at these stats. They beat Seattle, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Seattle had ten penalties for 106 yards. They had one penalty for 26 yards on what looks like probably maybe not a penalty, but still, like, if they only can hold on to one penalty, I don't have faith that we're going to be under five penalties. Yeah, I just no, don't I've got, I've got, that. I got nothing there for you, Jared. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. If, it's. And and their time of possession was thirty eight minutes to their twenty one. They had the ball like three quarters of the game, like yeah, they yeah. they were really really controlling the clock. Uh, okay, I need to stop looking at these stats. This yeah, is you're just you're just gonna make me sad. <laughs> make all of us sad. I mean, not Joe. Yeah. Joe's just sounds like Joe's just fine. Yeah, with Joe's it. over here smiling ear to ear. I can't. I can <laughs> believe. I believe it. Yeah. Well, I, that's I what the 49ers like to do. You know, they like to control the clock. They want to get an early lead and then control the clock especially with Jimmy G at quarterback. Um, very, very boring uh, football game if you let the 49ers get the lead and ha- let them have success running the ball. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that is what you cannot let happen in this game. All right, so I, did, we, did we go over our matchups to look out for from the uh, Broncos offense and then the defense for the 49ers? No, let's run through that real quick. Let's do it real quick. Joe, you want to start us off? Sure. I want to see a Cortland Sutton and a Charvarius Ward. You know, he looked good last week against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but um, obviously he had Geno Smith throwing the ball. So <laughs> this is the first real matchup to me where we get to see, you know, how good is the guy that we invested all of this money into? Fair enough. Well, and, and it's not like they're not used to seeing each other when he, I mean, they used to see each other twice, twice a year back when he was with the Chiefs. Yeah. So. This isn't a new matchup for either one of them, really, other than the injury years for Cortland Sutton. So, yeah, you're right. That's going to be interesting. Uh, David, what do you think? I'm going to stick with the other receivers, but uh, well, in the receivers' room, but I'm going to go with KJ Handler and Tyree Cleveland. Uh, I need to see, I want to see what those guys can do in filling in for Jerry Judy. Um, I don't expect it to be, you know, a one to one fill in for, for Judy, obviously, um, but I do think that they can get some things loose if Russell Wilson looks their way they've just gotta they've just gotta get there um so yeah I maybe a couple of deep shots to Hamler I'd specifically be looking at but uh, yeah everybody in the receiving room not named Cortland Sutton basically <laughs> um okay so I I have a I I think I'm gonna be looking at and this might be an easy one but Nick Bosa versus our offensive line mm. um I, I think you know, he is a guy that is a just complete game changer and he can change the course of a play in, in a matter of seconds. And I'm not going to lie, if he's playing, if he's lining up in the middle or if he's going to do some sort of stunts to come up through the middle, I'm a little worried. Now, I like Garrett Bowles, um, Cam Fleming probably being out. I'm not sure if Billy Turner is going to be back. Um, and what do, you, what do you know about Billy Turner, David? Practicing fully right now. Full participant oh, in practice both days. But that was true last week, too, at least for one day. And he didn't play last week. Um, yeah. so I, uh, you know, health wise, he might be ready to go. And the coaching staff just hasn't seen any reason to pull Cam Fleming off the field. Um, right. Yeah. yeah Cam, Cam Fleming's playing pretty well and Billy Turner in the backup. So Garrett Bowles and those guys, but my problem is on the interior Dal- Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow. I'm not sure how they're going to do against a guy like Nick Bosa. If they try to do some, uh, stunts and pull him back to the inside, especially with 
your interior defensive line having some injuries, I can imagine some interesting stunts and mm-hmm. uh, switches being being built up against our defense, so or against our offense. So that's going to be mine. Kind of a weird matchup because you know an outside guy to to the inside uh, offensive line, but I think that's where he's gonna he's gonna wreak a little bit of havoc in the pass game. All right, so uh, that's it for the offense and defense. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about special teams anymore, unless unless Joe, do they have some? Does San Francisco have some sort of ridiculous special teams we got to look out for? Um, I mean, last week uh, the 49ers had a field goal blocked in return for a touchdown, the only touchdown Seattle scored last week. So huh. maybe something to look out for. I don't know. Fair enough. All yep. right, I will take that. If we could, get, man, if we could score on special teams just once. I just, it's been a long time. It's, it's almost like, you know, one of those things that you read in history books now. Like, back in my day, the special teams was great. Like, I don't. I distinctly remembered Will Parks scoring in that Saints game and definitely not stepping out of bounds at all, ever. Um, on that play. <laughs> so uh, let's roll into some score predictions, fellas. It's that yes, time of the show. Um, Joel, you're the, Joe, that you, I'm sorry, Joe, you're the guest. We'll start with you. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, so when I had a Kevin on my podcast yesterday, I gave a score prediction of 24 to 21 49ers. I'm going with um the over under. I believe you said it was 1.5, right? One and a half. One and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan just looks so comfortable with with Jimmy G at quarterback. Like it just it was it was pretty odd to me. But it looks like the 49ers are going to get rolling. Um, the defense is outstanding. I think it's going to be, you know, whoever has the ball last. Mm. You know, Russell has that magic in him. It, it could be 24-21 Broncos. I could see a flip or either or way. But, um, yeah, 24-21 49ers. Interesting. Okay. They I'm going to go that. I'm gonna go a little lower scoring. Um, I'm also going to pick the 49ers. Um, but I'm going to go in the neighborhood of 13-10. I think it's going to be a defensive battle the whole way. I think Denver's offense is going to struggle again. Um, uh, You know, just facing a a defense of this caliber, uh, I think the 49ers' offense is also going to struggle because I I frankly think we match up really well on defense versus the 49ers' offense, but I think they're going to do just enough to, you know, there's going to be just enough Devo Samuel running through arm tackles and this, that, and the other thing. Um, yeah, I think, I think the 49ers are going to win it in a close one. Uh, I'm going to not go against my team. Cause I'm a true fan. David. <laughs> Great. And I, <laughs> I think, I think the Broncos are going to win this 17, 13. I, I do agree. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to be, uh, there's going to be some times where we're going to want to fall asleep with the punts. and yep. um, But I think because both defenses are going to play very well. And I, I think you're right, David. I think our defense pairs up well against this Jimmy G offense. Um, I think Russell Wilson finally gets a couple touchdowns, maybe one in the red zone. I also think our defense gets a big turnover at a big point in the game. Um, I, I think they, they step up and get a turnover, you know, right before half to score, right going up by half or – you know, going into the fourth quarter, uh, needing needing the ball to drive down to go up. I, I think that our defense plays big in the big moments, and I think that's what's going to happen in this game. 17-13 Broncos. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. You well, can, uh, you can yeah. expect one dumb turnover from Jimmy G every game. Every I, game, there's one dumb turnover from Jimmy G. So 
I will say I like the Broncos' chances to get an interception specifically in this game. But on the other hand, Randy Gregory with Mike McGlinchey, strip sack potential. There's, I, I, I think, I think you're on the right track there, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh-oh. And I hope it happens, and I hope <laughs> it happens in a key point where uh, we take it and we go up in the game. So I like that. Um, all right. Any any final thoughts before we wrap this up, gents? Um, you know, thank you guys for having me on and uh thank you guys for sending Kevin onto our podcast, you know. It's been great. We love collabing with people. Well, we're yeah, sorry no, for inflicting great. Kevin upon you, but <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Joe, for for coming on here. We love collaborating too. Always good to have a guest to to really break it down from from the opposite perspective. So, you were great. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. definitely appreciate it, Joe. Uh, you know, good luck to to your podcast and guys, if you're if you're listening here, you're a 49ers fan, go watch Bully Ball or go listen and subscribe to Bully Ball. Make sure you're hitting that five stars for them and uh, and giving them the love that they very, very clearly deserve. So, um, Joe, unfortunately, we end this off on a Go Broncos normally. So you can join us if you're ready to if you're ready to say Go Broncos. You ready for that yet? Oh, no. no. Oh, no. no if, if, you know, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I was going to say, if we lose, maybe I'll give you guys one. Mm, it's sporting. Uh, okay. Sporting. I like that. Okay. I like that. How, how about how about we'll do that? I'll I'll send you a. Well, I'll have Kevin send you a, a Go Niners um, if you guys win, and then uh, you can send us a Go Bronco. I love how I just like betting uh, Kevin away. Like I just like, <laughs> I, like yeah. Ke- Kevin will give you a Go Forty Niners, not me, but Kevin will do it, um, and then we get to Go Broncos from you. But um, thanks again for listening, guys. Make sure you're hitting subscribe, like, uh, go follow Bully Ball, and uh, really appreciate it. And David, we are going to end on a very strong. Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.